1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, August 19th edition. We're back after a day off due to technical difficulties. Thanks for being so patient and kind out there on all the kind words you guys had. Again, if you ever have questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick or join us on the Slack chat, Dgens, Free over there or join RotoBaller.com premium package, 10% off promo code above. They got a Slack chat over there as well. Fun slate last night. It was chaos as expected, and we got another good one tonight, 11 games. We got some aces on the mound. We have Coors in play. We have a couple other games we can stack the snot out of. Lots of fun ways to attack tonight's slate, and I kind of like it like this. Do you take the, the plunge and go with the aces and avoid Coors? Do you go Coors and avoid the aces and gamble on cheaper pitching? Lots and lots of ways to go about it, and that's what makes these very, very fun to attack Uh, Real quick on your weather front, Nationals, Braves, about 15% chances. Should be okay. It's typical summer Atlanta weather. Uh, Milwaukee, Minnesota, wind blowing out to the left at 11 miles an hour. Dodgers, Giants blowing out to the left at 11 miles an hour. I used to not care about that being from uh, San Francisco area and whatnot. But um, you you notice now the ball actually starts flying out of there. So it's something to definitely keep an eye on on all that stuff. Uh, The totals on your slate. You have some day games. Uh, if you want to play the early slates, go for that. Again, ask me any questions you want. I'll help you out there. But we're here for the 11-game main slate. Indians-Pirates, total of nine. Rays-Yankees, waiting on that one as they've been mixing around pitching. but so it looks like they've settled on Glasnow and Cole, which could be interesting if now was the Glasnow before, not the one now. Uh, Nationals-Braves, total of 10. And there should definitely be some runs there, so we do not want to rain out in that one. Mets-Marlins, seven and a Reds-Royals-Royals. Waiting on the total there because, well, that's a doubleheader, so it's not on the main slate. Uh, Tigers, uh, hopefully they play because uh, we need the Reds back. We need baseball to have all 30 teams for just one day play. just one day. It's been a while. Uh, Tigers, White Sox, waiting on the total there because for all you prospect gurus, and I love prospects. I'm not as deep into them as I used to be. I love prospects, and I'm hoping this is where MLB Network needs to step in and take this game over. I don't know if they are. I haven't checked. Maybe they did. Kudos to them. But uh, Tigers at White Sox. Number, former number one pick, Casey Mize versus Dane Dunning, another top prospect arm for the White Sox. So that should be a fun one in Chicago. Brewers, Twins, waiting on that total. As it looks like, Rich Hill is going to return from the IL on that one. So that's up for uh, up for debate there. But uh, wind blowing out to the left again on that one, so be careful there. Astros, Rockies, and Coors total is twenty. Rangers, Pops 7, D-backs, A's, 9. So lots of ways to go about this one, and we're still waiting on the Angels and Giants as well because Gabe Kapler can't side on his pitching, which is typical for Gabe Kapler because Gabe Kapler is a moron. But I'm not going to go on my Giants diatribe here. You guys are here for DFS Talk, so let's get at it. You're pitching on this 11-game slate. DeGron's making his return from his back issue. He's 11-8. He's against the Marlins. If you want to take the gamble, go for it. I'm going to pass save 800 bucks. Go to Garrett Cole at $11,000 versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Cole coming off a nice 7K or 8K performance. Seven innings, one earned for 31.4 points versus Boston. Struggled a tad bit versus Tampa's last time. Four and two thirds, six six three earned. 10 Ks, though, still got him over 20 points. Uh, He's still reliable. Seven or more Ks in three or four starts. 20 or more points in all four starts. So even when he's not like the elite guy you want him to be, he still doesn't ruin you. He gets you at least 20 points where I guess if you're going to get statistically driven at 11K, he ruins you with 20 points. At the same time, the way pitching is such a mess, if you can lock in 20-plus points, you almost lock in 20-plus points. That's just the way the thing works around here. So um, really good spot here for Cole uh, in this matchup versus Tampa Bay. One thing I talk about all the time with Garrett Cole, if you're looking to be super contrarian, which I don't think you need to be, he gives up a lot of home runs. He gives him one home run in every game. He's always good for that. Not trying to decide who that one home run is. totally up to you. But when you look at Tampa Bay in this matchup against Garrett Cole, uh, they're a team that strikes up 24% of the time. Versus right handed pitching. They hit 250 versus righties, 183 ISO, 333 Wobo. So not atrocious, but not great. Decent strikeout rate for Cole to pick on tonight at 11,000. So we'll be looking that direction. Um, if you want to step down, though, you got Aaron Savalle at 9,800 bucks at Pittsburgh. Carrasco struggled yesterday. I'm still sticking to my guns on how bad Pittsburgh is. When you look at their overall numbers here against right handed pitching, they're, they're really, really bad at a 25% K rate. 250, <clears throat> a 194 average, a 114 ISO, 247 Wobo versus righties. It's really bad. Aaron Savale struggled his last time up with 20-plus points prior to that, five or more caves prior to that. So his last start at Detroit was not good. I know SP Streamer was tweeting about it, Michael Simeon, that his first three starts was more cutters than than regular four-seamers. His last have been more four-seamers than cutters, and it's been a little bit of a different game for him. But still a massive ground ball to fly ball ratio. With some strikeout upside, ninety-eight hundred dollars is steep for Savali, so that's kind of the downside there. It is a very steep price tag, but he can be in play for you tonight. Now, if you, my favorite, play nine K and above tonight, and it's probably going to be chalkier just because maybe people are going to finally start buying into him. But uh, the, the man from Game of Thrones, Lance Lynn, is beasting, and he goes to San Diego today. Good offense, don't hate it. Really good offense. Lynn's come off a complete game, two earned in Coors Field. He's thrown over 100 pitches at every start. Got you 20 or 19 more points in every start. He struck out six or more at every start. He's doing everything you want to rack up fantasy goodness. It's an absolutely great spot against the San Diego Padres. Again, a team that I definitely respect offensively this year. We talk about them a ton. They're striking out over 23% of the time versus righties. 236 average versus righties. They do have some pop, though. 212 ISO is not too bad. 330 331 Woba, well, good, not great, but good. But you look at that ISO is pretty strong, low average, big strikeouts. It's kind of an all or nothing approach there with Lance Lynn, which is what he likes. He'll challenge him, he'll get his strikeouts. It's going to be a real, real good spot there for Lynn at 9,200. Hopefully he stays strong. It, it just feels weird because you you know, four really strong starts after a complete game in tours, you're waiting for that letdown spot. But Lynn's just that big, big, big. Big boy that's just going to keep gassing it up for you. so at 9,200 bucks. I like the upside there with Lynn in a big, big way. I think he can uh, match these other top pitching performances tonight. Now, if you want to drop down in that same game, you got Chris Paddock and Paddock's a guy for those who listen to Bench with Bud when I do my season long stuff. I was one of the lower guys on Chris Paddock. I think I barely had him in my top 50 starting pitchers. People thought I was crazy, and I'm not taking a victory lap because it's only four starts, but he's looked garbage. He really has. And usually for me, it was when he was walking guys, it was a problem. He's not even walking, guys. At the Dodgers, three hits, or three innings, six hits, six turns, three home runs, one walk, one K. Two ground balls, five fly balls. That is not good. Prior to that, uh, three earned, three earned. He's got up at least one home run every start. He's getting hit around a bit, but the thing look up for Mr. Paddock tonight is he gets to Texas Rangers. The team is tracking only 21% of the time versus righties, by hitting two fourteen with one twenty four ISO and a two eighty seven World up. So their offense is struggling, to put it nicely. Uh, we saw... Sensatello. If you if you listen to the Line Star show yesterday, I said play Sensatello on the early slate, and uh, he dominated. I am not saying it's going to happen every time versus the Texas Rangers, but Sensatello uh, faced Houston, by the way. But uh, that was my bad. But Morion three strong from the left side bullpen kind of struggled there. But we've seen Texas's offense kind of uh, go a little slow in this one. So Paddock at seventy seven, not in love with him for cash, but GPP I can see the upside because if he turns a Paddock game on against a struggling Texas team, you take advantage of that. Pablo Lopez, 7200 bucks at home against the New York Mets. We were all over Pablo last time out at 6900 He was phenomenal at home last year, and he picked right up where he left off against Atlanta. His only rough start this year was um, against the Mets in New York. Five innings, two earned, four Ks. We had four walks. Those were his only walks of, his, of the season. There two other starts, zero walks, and he was phenomenal. So when he's locating his stuff, Pablo's been very, very good, which is great to see. He got a Mets team that's slow starting to hit the ball. Dom Smith is playing great. Cano's back and swinging it. Duck and Forto Nemo went deep again yesterday. That left side of the plate is pitching very, very, hitting very, very well. It's still the mess though. Twenty-one and a half percent strikeout rate, but they are two seventy-seven versus righties, only a one sixty-five ISO. So you know they're kind of they're hitting you to death. Maybe run into one once in a while, but a uh, guy like Pablo Lopez at seventy-two on a slate without a lot of great pitching options, I can definitely look there for some savings. And if you are going to drop down in price. I'm just dropping all the way to the bottom. And it's how risky do you feel like getting? Um, Mr. Ryan Castellani of the Colorado Rockies. I said, uh, fade him, fade him, fade him his last time out. And he was absolutely filthy at home against the Rangers in four and two-thirds, seven Ks, one earned run. Prior to that, four innings at the Mariners, no hits, no runs, three Ks. He's gotten you 14 or more points in both starts. He's 4900 bucks. Can it get ugly? Yeah, it's Coors Field. Of course it can get ugly. There's no high in that. It's the Houston Astros. That's bad, too. Altuve's broken. Springer was a scratch yesterday. If you look at their lineup, it is not pretty right now. They're hitting 216 versus righties on the season. The Houston defending champion, bang your trash can Astros, are hitting 216 versus righties with a 127 ISO and a 292 WOBA, striking out over 21% of the time. It's cooler steel. That's the problem. If this was in Houston and he was like 5,500, I'd play him in a heartbeat. I'd roll the dice on that one you got to think a little more at 4900 bucks to see if it's worth the investment for you. I think it's definitely a GPP play. I think there's a lot to like there at GPP value cuz said so let's just round it off to 5k. He's a like the just usually like the 10th to 15th outfielder off the board. If you're getting 15 points, that's a solo shot and and a little more on top. You take that every day. Every day. So Castellani at 49 is interesting. And then the other thing I want to mention is Dane Dunning. The kid is really good. He had TJ surgery late in 18 or early 19. So this is his return. He's been with their off-site camp this whole time. So he's not like it's his first, you know, real go. What I want to see is if we get any reports on pitches. Like we saw with Tariq Skubal yesterday, they said 50 pitches. I don't even know if he made it that far because he got shellacked by the White Sox. That happens with the young kids. But Dunning has really, really good stuff. And he got a Tigers team that's going to strike out. We know he's going to strike out. So, they strike out almost 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching. They had 210 versus righties, um, a 170 iso versus righties. So it's a very, very interesting spot there for Dane Dunning in this matchup. If we find out he's good for like 75, 80 pitches, um, I think that gets you, unless he's just completely wild, that could get you four-plus innings, and that can get you a nice payoff at 4,500. So keep an eye on that. Again, I'll be on the Slack chat talking about if we see any news on Dane Dunning's innings, I think that's a very – Interesting play there against a Tigers team who can be sneaky at times. We play them at times, but also lots of swing and miss. And they're I, we like them much more versus lefties than righties. So, recapping your pitching real quick: Cole up top. That's the guy I'm going with. If you want to go to I'm sure. But when I got the option between the two, DeGrom's coming back from a back injury. I'll take uh, I'll take Cole, um, Lynn, and then Savali in the nine K range. Lopez, Paddock in the seven K, and then you got Castellani and Dunn. In the punt department. All right, let's take catching on this slate. Yes, it's 2020, folks, because Martin Maldonado is $5,100. I know it's Coors Field, but I don't care. That's just insanity. You could never convince me that was going to happen to start the season. So we're going to pass on him. Hate to break it, everybody. We're going to pass on a $5,100 Maldonado in Coors Field, and we're just going to slide on down to the threes and lower threes because there is um, nothing up top worth paying for that stands out right away. You're going to want to just save money at the position. Like I'm still sliding and there is nothing to like at the catcher's position that stands out at first glance. I know there's one coming up, or did I pass it already? Um, yes, yeah, the one that I like the most out the gate. He was $2,500 a couple nights ago. He was 3K last night. He's been my cash game catcher all week so far, and he'll probably be the cash game catcher again tonight unless something stands out when lineups get released. But Travis Day, I know it's 3200 bucks at home against Eric Thede. Make sure he's in the lineup. Uh, he's hitting third for the Braves this is a really strong spot for the Bravos, of course. Um, facing off against Fetty and company, the Braves have a 5.25 team total. Lefty's 357, righty's 314 versus Fetty. Travis D'Arnaud has been um, – he's not lighting the world on fire, but for cash, 7, 9, 0, 17, 5, 5, 23, 10. Those are called floors, folks. Five or more points from a guy that cheap with upside that's much higher, hitting 321 on the year with some power. Thirty-two home, $3,200 for uh, Arnode. Very solid cash game play. He's even GPP viable, but a very solid cash game catcher for you on this one. And then after that, it's just kind of wait and see the lineups to see what really comes in because there's not a ton that stands out at the catcher's position tonight. It's, the guys are priced up that you, we'd usually go and play. They're priced up pretty high, so we'll have to kind of wait and see what comes out right now. It's just Arnode, move along for me unless something changes. Uh, first base, you know, if you are going to fade Castellani, is a good play at 58. He's like, he's a good play at 58, probably not. He's probably better off on Fandle, where um, they're usually a little cheaper. But is getting the the cooler's price bump in this one. Uh, Freeman went deep yesterday. I liked him as the expensive guy. He's in a great spot versus Steady again tonight. We mentioned lefties are Steady. Uh, they can really crush him to a tune of 357. So I got a Freeman at 53 if you want to pay up. No problem there. Uh, Matt Olson's only GPP viable because it's, it's home run or strikeout right now, which really pains me to say, but it's still viable against Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly's pitched really well this year. But um, I, Merrill Kelly is one guy I didn't mention at pitching. If you want to roll the dice in a GPP, you can go Kelly's. is very expensive. But when you look at the A's versus right-handed pitching, it's, it's, it's weird. Like um, a 25.5% K rate, they're in 222 with a 192 O's with ISO. Like it's strikeout or home run, and that's pretty much all they're doing versus righties. So if you want to go Merrill Kelly in a GPP, I get it. Not running to do it, but pitching in Oakland doesn't, doesn't hurt either. But to Olsen at 49 in your GPP season play. Uh, Luke Voigt went deep again yesterday. He was leading off yesterday. It is amazing watching the Luke Voigt season play. It's, it's I, As a guy that owns him in a dynasty league, I'm just giddy over what's taking place. He's homer, he's homer to back-to-back games. He's just crushing the baseball. And he's in an interesting stop, spot where it's Tyler now. He's pretty broken. Pretty broken right now. So... Is GPP viable, especially he's towards the top of the order again. Lefty's hitting 222. Righty's hitting 290 off of Glass now. So, some reverse splits going on there with Glass now. And he's just not looking good. But it's one of those I, I like that raised bullpen. So, as long as they pull the quick trigger, it's tough to play the Yanks. Like, he, you, you got to hope Voight goes deep again. This is what you're going for. Uh, Jose Abreu at 44 is definitely a play. Casey Mize, very good young arm. Okay, strikeout rate. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. So, ball gets put in play a pretty good amount. So Abreu versus Mize, and then more importantly, we don't know how long these prospects are going to go, so then you're going to get the likes of uh, that good old Detroit bullpen folks. So Abreu at 44 is very, very live in this one. Obviously, we don't have team totals as we're trying to evaluate everything, but we're looking at the White Sox. We like them versus left-handed pitching. Uh, they do strike out 26% of the time versus righties, but they're hitting 250, only a 169 ice on a 311 Woba. So it's another team like the Tigers. We like much more versus lefties. But a guy like um, Jose Abreu, like the main cats there, we can still play in a situation like this more so because, you know, that, that whole number there for the White Sox is the whole season, obviously, where if we just took the number for them against like the Detroit bullpen, it's probably a little better. Just going to throw it out there. So uh, look at uh, Jose Abreu at 44 if you want to spin there. Uh, Carlos Santana went deep last night for the uh, Cleveland Indians. He's 42 versus brawl switch hitter, so it's not going to affect him at all. The Indians are in a, in a nice spot tonight. We need them to wake up. That offense is so good. It's just they don't put it together enough. But 5.1 team total. Lefty's 299. Righty's 346 versus Brault. So a guy like Carlos Santana uh, could be a nice piece. It's hard to stack the Indians. It really is. But because uh, you want to play like uh, Ramirez and Santana and Lindor, they're expensive. You got you got our boy, Fran, who's definitely going to play tonight versus a lefty. But um, Santana at 42, a little bit of savings in that one. Uh, Shohei Otani at 41, I like a, a good amount at his price point. First-base outfield eligible going up against Johnny Cueto tonight opens up some some, something to like because Cueto's been good, not great. It's inconsistent with Johnny Cueto, but uh, it's a very, very intriguing play in that regard um, tonight, assuming it's Cueto. That's what we're assuming it is right now. You never know, so keep an eye on that. But Shoy Otani at 41, if it is Cueto, don't mind it at that price point. But uh, for cash, I went with him last night as it's Drew Cabrera at 41, 10 more points last night he's out averaging 11.3 but why i like him 10 19 9 okay zero a 20 he's got a very very good floor right now and he's hitting cleanup for the Nats, which means he's hitting behind trey turner who's getting on base a lot hitting behind the goat juan soto who's on base all the time it seems like so as Drupal at 41 in a very very good spot uh against kyle wright who I, i i dad joke time he's been so wrong right now so so wrong um, the Nats have a 4.75 team total. Lefties 447, righties 352. So just off of that, I told you i much like Carrera. If you don't think Juan Soto is, he's always a great play. He is an amazing play tonight. Like it's Soto's going deep, folks. I'll just say it now. I'm on the first base, but I got more positions to go. Soto's going deep tonight. It is a phenomenal spot for Mister Juan Soto. But let's stick at first base, Bubba. Stay focused here. Dom Smith at 39 versus Pablo Lopez. If you're not playing Pablo. Very good price on Dom Smith who just continues to rake. He's even cash viable first base and outfield. Uh, Tommy De Stella went deep again yesterday. He's 38. He's in play if Cueto's on the bump, so keep an eye on that one. Eric Thames in a GPP. I wrote about him on DraftKings as a kind of value play, 12 points last night. Very solid. He's got 12 and 14 in his last two. Usually hits about six or versus righties. Mentioned how bad Kyle Wright is. Thames at 36 does give you some savings. If you want to go that direction, uh, you can definitely look there. And other than that, like Candelario or Miggy Cabrera, if you want to fade day, Dunning, that gives you a little bit of savings, um, but not much else right out the gate without seeing some lineups down below here. Second base position, I'm not paying 61 for Altuve. He breaks out of his funk. That is fine. But he's he's hitting seventh, and he's 6,100 bucks. Like, no, no. I'd rather rather play Brandon Lau at 51 versus Garrett Cole than Jose Altuve against Castellani and Coors at 6,100 bucks. Because that went deep again last night, and the boy is just feeling it. Uh, so a good spot there. But Donovan Solano versus the lefty Sandoval. Sandoval's got some reverse splits, so keep that in mind. But Sandoval's hitting everything. Garrett Hampson and Coors leading off at 47. I like Framer Valdez, but Hampson uh, is cash viable at 47. It's just you want to save some money when you're playing cash, so it's usually hard to use him at that price point. Like when you got Robbie Cano at 41 versus Lopez, you can ride that hot bat of Cano. Uh, it's something you can definitely look at there, especially when you look at uh, the Mets tonight. 4.17 total. The way you do get to Lopez is with lefties hitting 3.49, righties 2.69. So keep that in mind. I do like Pablo, but the Mets lefties are swinging some good sticks right now. So something to keep uh, keep on the top of your radar. Time of the Stellas in play. And the one thing we're going to talk to as a theme here, I'm guessing something, something's wrong with DraftKings. This happens a lot. You'll hear this a lot on the show where it's like, what are you doing with your price points? I don't get it. But uh, Arizona's cheap tonight. I know it's Oakland. I get it. I know it's Oakland, and it's uh, it's a good pitching ballpark, but it's a bouncy ball, and it's Lazardo who was a really bad his last time out against the Giants. And yeah, Cattell Marte at $3,800. Yeah, yeah. Cattell Marte at $3,800. That one just doesn't register with me. I, I, you got to play him in cash. Lefty's 209, righty's 325. Cattell's switch hitting. Um, I know the Arizona... Uh, offense has been struggling. I get it. Cattell's only hitting three, uh, um, hitting three. He's hitting 310 still over his last 10 games. He doesn't have a home run over his last thing. He's only has one home run of the season, but he's hitting 330. He's averaging over seven points per game, Three eleven eight two fourteen thirteen twenty two eight, two, 14, 13, 22. Seems pretty dang cash viable to me, folks. So that's why it's hard to pay for Cano or Hampson when you got Cattell Martell at 3,800 bucks in cash. Like that is silly, silly stuff. It gets even sillier when we get to the outfield. You just wait for that one, but uh, Cattell Marte at thirty eight really hard to pass up on that in a, in a good spot versus Lizardo. Um, I, I, I'm, I can't wrap my head around it. I, even if they get a zero, I don't, the price doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Uh, if you're looking for some Chief Houston, if Toro cracks the lineup, he's second base, third base, eligible at thirty six. He's been getting some spot starts. He can give you some savings. Same with Mayfield at thirty four. Not great plays, but uh, savings in Coors. If you're fading Chris Paddock and you think he's going to get up some more home runs, Ruby Odor at thirty three is very GPP viable. If you need to get weird, just realize it can be 0 for 4 or 4Ks. But he has that big-time upside. Jake Cronenworth, 26 versus Lynn. I like Lynn a lot, but if you want to punt, Cronenworth's a good punt at 26. Uh, no problems with that at all. But our punt, this is where it's tough with Quetel Marte because he used to be second-base outfield. But he's second-base only, and he's a phenomenal cash game play but we might have a better cash game play because I've played him every day this week. I know the Slack chat's been playing him every day this week, and he's going to be in the values piece at Rotoballer today, which is a premium article at rotoballer.com. Is Luis Garcia of the Washington Nationals. who's taking sixth. I already preached to you how bad Kyle Wright is versus left-handed pitching, and we got Luis Garcia, who had a three-hit night last night. He has 13, 16, 0, and 14 points. He is hitting everything right now. He's taking walks. He's playing great baseball, and he's still only 2300 bucks for the Nationals. I play him in FanDuel and DraftKings pretty much every night in cash right now. So that's where it's hard to play Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte definitely has a higher ceiling than Luis Garcia, but Garcia has the better matchup. Garcia has the better ballpark. Garcia has the $1,500 cheaper price. Garcia is your cash game second baseman, but I'm not taking anything away from Cattell Marte, who was a phenomenal cash game play and a really good GPP play tonight, just price point alone. All right, third base position. We got to speed this up because Bubba's just blabbering. I missed you guys yesterday. It's got to be what it was. I got Bregman and Coors. You got Arenado and Coors. There's a lefty at 57, it's very much on brand. J Ram versus Brault at 53, if you need to go there. Rendon's swinging it well at 5,000. So some 5K and above guys. Um Arenado's probably the best play. I think R- Rendon and Ramirez are nice pivots off of him. If you want to save some cash, though, Moncada at 47 versus Mize, very, very much worth a look. Um, Ezrebo Cabrera at 41, mentioned him already. Colin Moran versus Savali at 38. I didn't mention him at first base, but first base, third base. Seven more points last night. He's got a little bit of a cash floor, just not one I'm in love with. You got Eduardo Escobar in, in Oakland at 37. But uh, Moran at 38 is not too shabby in that one. If you want to go cheaper, like Yohan Camargo at 35. I know he had an uh, RBI double, I think, last night. He's 35 versus Fetty. That could be a decent savings, as there should be some serious offense in that washington game as long as it doesn't get rained out. So keep, uh, keep an eye on the weather there. Then other than that, it's like Willie Castro at 33 versus Dunning as savings. Uh, if you want to go with the Tigers, I'm not running to play that. I'm just mentioning they're there. But at third base, and then the other savings, like I'd rather instead of Castro, give me Isaac Paredes of Detroit at 2,500. He's a big-time prospect. has got a couple knocks. He could be worth a look. And Andy Young of Arizona at 23. couple savings if you really need them at the third base position. Shortstop now, you got Trevor Story versus a lefty and Coors at 54. That's usually automatic button. Again, I like Framber Valdez, but um, lefty's 290s, righty's 336 off Framber. Story and Coors versus a lefty's pretty legit. Uh, Corey Seeger at only 5K versus Taiwan Walker. I like that quite a bit. Um, when you look at the Doyers on this one, um, they're not even here yet because we're still waiting on information. So never mind. That just went down the drain. Yep. But uh, we can do this uh, this one instead. So the Dodgers versus right-handed pitching, they have a 262 average with a 235 ISO and a 355 Woba. So as you expect, they hit them just fine. So Singer at 5K in play for you. Fernando Tatis Jr. down to 48 versus Lynn. Tough spot versus Lynn. Good GPP play because it's Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, we mentioned uh, some of the Braves lefties versus Fetty. Swanson's a good piece to be different at 44. He had a nice night again last night. So he's in play for you. Uh, Johnny Viard, not tonight. But Nico Goodrum at 4K, decent cash game price tag there versus Dane Dunning, hopefully leading off again for Nico. And then other than that, at shortstop, it's not the prettiest of positions. Like you got Dubon versus Sandoval at 32, not in love with that. Not a ton down here. You're going to have to kind of pay up at shortstop unless something really stands out when we get lineups. Like if Guillerme cracks lineup at 2,200, I guess. But there's better stuff up top. Now to the outfield where there are so many options. Yeah, Betts in a good spot, Trout in a good spot. Trout's going to be pissy because dumbass Sean Anderson was thrown behind his head at 95-plus. I was pissed as a Giants fan. Leave Mike Trout alone. Stop it. So $6,100. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he pisses on one tonight. Yeah, uh, Black Running Coors, but Juan Soto at $5,700. Come on down, Juan Soto. I say it because of the matchup, but then I've also been preaching it because it's just cash game viability. The dude's hitting 417. Seven homers, 16 ribbies, 1438 OPS. Averaging 17 points per game over his last 10. 14, 16, 16, 18, 19, 16, 35, 0, sorry, 30 in his last nine. So double digits in eight of his last nine. That's as cash game lovely as it gets. It's unbelievable at $5,700. So really good spot there. You got Nelly Cruz. I mentioned the wind blowing out the left in Minnesota. He's facing a lefty. That's almost better than Trevor Story and Coors versus a lefty. Nelson Cruz at 53, phenomenal. Uh, going on down below 5K now. It's like I said, Cole gives up a homer a game. It's Lauer or Meadows is who I'm putting my money on. But don't. That's like you're throwing darts right there. So so be careful. Uh, But Kyle Tucker and Coors at 45 is intriguing versus Castellani. Um, Eloy Jimenez at only 44 versus Casey Mize, another nice value in that matchup. If you're stacking against Anderson with Minnesota here, it's a very, very nice spot because Anderson has not been that good. Um, lefty's two sixty seven, righty's three twenty eight. I think Gabe Kapler's – or not Gabe Kapler. See that the guy's torturing me even on quick hits. Uh, Max Kepler at forty four does hit lefties decently, so keep that in mind. Franmil is down to forty three hundred bucks for his brawl. He was crushing it. Got hit in the hand. Got two points for you last night with the with an RBI. He was on fire before that. But uh, forty three hundred bucks for his brawl. I have no problem going back to that well with the Fran Like Infanto uh, only forty two hundred. Good spot versus Lopez if you're going to trust the lefties versus Lopez. Mentioned Otani at 41 I like that. Dom Smith at 39 I like that as well. Uh, a few more savings for you here. Like Dylan Moore versus Rice at 38 is not bad. Ryan Braun at 38. We love Braun versus lefties. He's really, really been struggling, but uh, five or more points in his last three games. Maybe he's going to slowly get going. We used to lock him in versus lefties. Not quite lock-in spot just yet, but uh, interesting. But here's, okay, I mentioned Catel Marte. This one kind of blows my mind even more. You're playing him in cash. It's Starling Marte. He's thirty seven hundred dollars. Thirty seven hundred. He's averaging eleven points over his last ten. He has five or more in nine of his last ten. He's thirty seven, but he's hitting three sixty one on the season. He's thirty seven hundred bucks versus your um, Lizardo. Thirty seven hundred. Play Starling Marte in cash, even GPPs if you want. Like just a two man stack of the Marte brothers is cheap with huge upside. It's just, it's silly. Like, if they they get zeros, I don't care. Just you're playing the prices, and that the Starling Marte at 37 is just asinine. That's very bad pricing. Very bad. I don't care. It's not like they're even slumping. That's the problem. If he's slumping, sure. But Jose Altuve, $6,100 in Coors Field DraftKings. Come on. Kyle Lewis at 37 in the GPP shirt, even stole a bag yesterday. That works uh, with uh, Lewis if he keeps cranking it out of the old ballpark there. Um, but after that, Brandon Nimmo's only 35. I mentioned he went deep yesterday. Nice value with um, Nimmo. But other than that, you're going to get some values on here for sure. Like Victor Reyes at 34, but he's batting ninth. He usually takes that away a little bit. David Peralta, another cheap Arizona bat, 3,400, but it's lefty lefty. So it's a little different there. Still too cheap, but a little different in that respect. Um, Jones at 33 for Detroit, not great. But like Robbie Grossman's back down to 3,300. Like you could start with Robbie Grossman. I know Merrill Kelly Kelly's good, but in cash, Grossman and Starling Marte in the outfield. You play Luis Garcia at second base. You have all the money, all of it, all of it. You can't play Nelly and Soto, but you can play Soto there. So I got you four guys: you have Soto, Garcia, Marte, and Grossman. There's there's a start to your cash lineup. Go from there. Uh, that's definitely something you can do to save some money. Uh, and if you want some more savings, though, there will be guys like Trent Grisham's only thirty one versus Lynn. If you want to believe that they get the Lynn. Very good price tag on Grisham. Brian Goodwin's only 3K versus Cueto. I like that for cash as well. So that's why it makes it tough if you want to play Soto. There's three pretty good cheap cash options down here in Goodwin and Grossman and uh, Starling Marte. Starling Marte has to be the first one. And then after that, if you Grossman, Goodwin, whatever, gotta be, Starling Marte, Luis Garcia are the first two cash game plays you put in. Let's put it that way. Then you can do whatever you want from there. But that's where I'd start things off. All right, recapping your pitching. On this slate, Garrett Cole up top. 9K range, Lennon Savale, uh, 7K range, Lopez Paddock. When you're punting, Castellani and Dunning. I had a question in the chat today. Uh, D. Mendy asks, are there certain Yankees you like over others tonight? They're number one versus righties in WRC plus and fourth in ISO. Um, Luke Voigt hits righties extremely well. I talk about it all the time. He has great splits versus righties, better than lefties. So Luke Voigt's a very, very strong play in that regard. I keep, I'm a believer in Aaron Hicks figuring it out. I really am. So Hicks is a guy, because especially when they have him in the middle of that order or top of that order in that powerful order, that's a guy I'd look to as well, Mindy. Um, other than that, you just kind of look where the lineup sits out Where if you want to go value. If you don't, Glaber Torres is going to get going eventually. That's one guy to keep an eye on. Sanchez is starting to crank bombs, but you're playing him for homers or nothing. So it's kind of see how the lineup stretches out. Like Urshelo is always good, but Voight and Hicks would be my top two. That's where I'd look for those two, but that's what I'd, I'd be targeting this evening. Now, when you're stacking it up, as we talked about, you have Coors, of course, Castellani, Framber. Interesting matchup of young arms. Like You could see this game going a lot of different directions. So keep that in mind there. But the Braves are steady and the Nats versus Wright. That Nats, Kyle Wright, baby. Whew, get you some. So the Nationals are nice. Braves not too shabby. I like both of those. The A's have a high team total for uh, facing Merrill Kelly, who's pitched very well this year. So that's an interesting, interesting look there from the desert. That's an interesting one. But uh, the Indians versus Brawls okay, don't hate that. The Mets versus Pablo Lopez, I like Pablo a lot, but the lefties are swinging good bats for the Mets. If you need to go that direction, it's, it's viable. I'm not in love with it, but it's viable. I'll go that far. Uh, then a few others to take a peek at, again, like Yankees are always worth a look, but Tigers' White Sox is interesting with Mize and Dunning and the young kids. If you want to fade the youngsters, that's always an option. And then you got the Brewers versus um, – I mean the, the, the Twins versus Anderson – that's very much worth a look for you in their matchup. So lots of ways to go about it. Um, it's going to be a fun night. I know that much. I'm on Twitter at Pediatric. If you have any questions, hit me up over there. I'll be in the Fantasy DJ and Slack chat, which is free. Just give me your email. I'll get you up in that place. I'm also over at Com on Wednesday, writing the values article, which is premium. So if you want to join the premium package, get 10% off using promo code Bubba. They have, they have chats, they have optimizers, all kinds of cool stuff over there. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, all that good stuff. Give a rating review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Also, we give us a like on the Roto YouTube channel. But that'll do it for your Wednesday edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. But for now, good luck, and I'm out.